0: He's involved in a number of businesses.
1: He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
2: This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night, the number one show at 5 o'clock. And and we're broadcasting out of WABC uh, Studios in Midtown, 770 on your dial, and... This is a tricast, also on AM nine seventy, The Answer, and on WLIR in Long Island. In the studio with us today, we have a full a full house. We have Judge Richard Weinberg, and we have uh, uh, Governor David Patterson, Common Sense Democrats, Common Sense Republicans, Chief uh, t- uh, Chief former yes, Chief of Staff Tony Carbonetti, and Ed Cox, former Second Son-in-Law. <laughs> And, uh, and on my sidekick, uh, Lydia uh, Sarani, how are you, Lydia? How are you feeling? You feeling better? I am
0: feeling better and I'm going to feel even better during this show because we have an action-packed hour for our, what, million listeners nationwide, maybe even into the solar system. We've got Ken Friedman and we've also got Tom Keene Jr., Kathy Wild. Of course, she's with the partnership for the Alliance for New York City to open up New York City. We'll talk more about this gun czar that Mayor Adams has appointed, Dr. Mark Siegel. But first on the line, Charlie Gasparino. Charlie, you've been a very busy guy today i've been following your twitter you had some very interesting news about treasury secretary janet yellen what do you have for us uh
1: well the talk is that she's on the way out i mean she's clearly being wow. de-emphasized and and by the way they'll deny it and brian Deese tried to deny it. but brian Deese, the head of the uh, biden economic uh, council national economic council Denied it as he was taking up all the airtime explaining the administration's viewpoints on the economy and inflation over the last <laughs> over the last couple of days. I mean, it's really interesting how he that Brian Deese is running around saying, "Oh no, she's still a big part of the team," while he is doing all the talking. So it's clearly the torch is being passed from Yellen, who recently admitted she missed the inflation threat as Treasury Secretary. There clearly is. People worried inside the administration that you know she isn't up to the task. That she that there has got to be a fall guy or fall gal for this inflation mishap sure. that everybody thought was transitory, which turned out not to be transitory. And it looks like she's going to be the one and uh, the, the the fall person. And uh, the name that I keep hearing that will replace her is likely Gina Romano, the Commerce Secretary, who gets high marks. I mean, she's apparently a very accomplished, smart. Woman. She uh, was the governor of Rhode Island. Um, Pretty impressive resume. I I went back and looked at it. It was pretty, you know, she knows what she's doing. Uh, Gary Gensler, the SEC chair, is another name you you hear, but I think top of the list is Gina Romano. And, uh, you know, and and Yellen is likely out, particularly if they get. Their you know what's kicked in the midterms, which it looks like that's going to happen. So, uh, and if they do get their rear ends kicked in the midterms, it's because they missed the inflation boat. And, um, you know, today the markets were up. uh, It's a little bit like the calm before the storm. But if, you know, everybody I talk to thinks that you know, we're gonna head for some really tough waters ahead, particularly as the Fed Fed keeps raising rates. Tomorrow's a key day, it's a jobs number. We'll see what happens tomorrow, see if they, if it if it looks good, see what the markets do. So it's uh you know, stuff is starting to happen in this economy and then on top of it all you got guys like Jamie Dimon saying, you know, the you know what could hit the fan, particularly as the Fed raises rates. Uh, so it's it's not a good time to be in the Biden administration now in economic policy uh, or leading it. Uh, you know, their fingers are definitely being pointed. And right now we understand they're being pointed at Janet Yellen.
2: And uh, is there a hurricane coming like Jamie Dimon says? You know what I've been telling uh, everybody? Uh, uh, I've been telling them that a hurricane is not necessary. It doesn't have to come right. if, if President Biden fixes North America. I don't know why he's begging the Saudis to give us more oil. I don't know why he's begging the Iranians to give us more oil, the Venezuelans. Because North American crude oil, if he opens up the spigots, oil will go down to 55, 60, 65, and inflation will go away.
1: You know, it's it's funny you say that because Deese, if you know anything about him, and he is emerging as this the point man on the economy now. His background, his background was as the ESG czar at, um, at BlackRock. He was the guy pushing BlackRock, the $9 trillion money management firm, to impose all these ESG standards. I mean, he was empowered to do that. BlackRock has, has backed off of that a little bit since. I mean, Larry Fink has done not quite a 180, but he has softened that, saying that we need more of a transition into this ESG. Don't forget,
2: so, Charlie, don't forget who makes all the batteries for the electric cars. It's China.
1: Of course, and they control 90%. a lot of the. They control a lot of the lithium, and so it, you know it's it's really interesting. But Deese is taking those policies and he's implementing them in the White House, and this is a White House that's run by progressives. And Joe Biden has found his inner liberals since taking over, you know, or not even liberals. You know, he's gone. He's, he's mimicking Bernie Sanders in many ways. Um, and, you know, the, the sort of lunatics are controlling the same asylum now. I,
2: yeah, I, I don't care about the word liberals. I really don't care. But this is hurting the United States of America. This is hurting every God, citizen.
1: God, they, they care. And here's the thing. The, these are extremely ideological people. They ignored Harry Summers last year when he said the spending was going to spur inflation. They are ignoring common sense policies like you're saying. As a matter of fact, Brian Deese came on our network today on Fox News and said that they're drilling now more than they drilled under under, um, Trump, which I don't – quite understand what well, he means the, by that. These the,
3: is a very smart guy, very verbal, and they're going to be putting him out front because of that. He knows yes. how to handle these issues and and make some things that actually no, pretty that's, radical look sane. But, but listen, what
1: making this thing that he keeps saying that they drill more, we're drilling more now than on the Trump Look, I mean, it kind of makes no sense.
2: Though. Charlie, it's Richard Weinberg. All this is is theater. The inflation speaks for itself. The, well, economy, the economy being in trouble speaks for itself. When Biden makes a pronouncement, he's done everything he can. That's not true. He hasn't done virtually anything. No, he, to he's, done, but he's done
3: what he. Charlie, it's Tony Carbonetti. Hey, Tony. He's done what he wanted to do which is high oil prices allows him to then say let's subsidize
1: all the alternatives. Well, yes, you you know it's, there there you, is there is a method to the madness that we're yes, talking yes, about yes. here. Yes. And, you know, Brian Deese is is a progressive ideologue uh, ideologue on on energy. Did it at Black Rock. He's doing it here. We have to invest in the future because oil is so
3: high. And he knows how to
1: dance in front of a TV, right? So he knows how to spin it. Uh, Biden obviously can't spin it. Uh, Kamala Harris can't spin it. But he knows how to kind of spin Mm -hmm. it a little bit. He's been practicing for years. You know, he was Obama's um, auto czar. After during the bailouts of the automobile industry, some of the automobile industry, a lot of them wanted to go into restructuring and bankruptcy and, and let the private sector handle it. He's now, he said, No, I want to keep it under government control. So that, that's how this guy thinks. Um, and, you know, he is the guy that's basically saying to the American people, you know, he's the, the way he's trying to spin it to the American people. You don't worry about it. This is economy in transition. Take a little heat and a little pain for now. It'll be better in the future. And, you know, that's that's kind of the that is the message they're given right now. I mean, you could see it in you know, it being, reality. It's, huh? Well, it's crazy, but it's and it's, it's sadistic, but <laughs> it is what it is.
0: Charlie Gasparino, with uh, President Biden's first executive order when he shut down that XL pipeline, John Katsimatidis, you called it, you said, watch, you're going to see gas prices. Everything trickles down from oil. Now we have Biden. He's planning to travel to Saudi Arabia this month to rebuild relations in an effort to lower gas prices. Well, he's going I, I mean, to this...
2: Saudi Arabia because they won't answer his phone calls.
3: <laughs> <And
1: that's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got to go kiss some behind right there. I mean, but he doesn't you know, need you to. You, you have to beg other countries to bail us out. Think about how insane that is. And uh, that's this president. And, and by the way, that's probably why there's going to be a change in government. And, well, um, unless maybe unless Donald runs again,
3: <laughs> uh, Saudi Arabia just uh, OPEC Plus is going to raise production. So probably Biden going over there as part of that deal.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. That's what and maybe and maybe we've reached peak inflation. But you know, here's the problem. Everybody says, okay, we've reached peak inflation at eight percent. Say it's subsidized it settles at six percent. You know, then you have to look at the economy slowing down. And if the economy slows down, we can have we can reach peak inflation and hit a recession. That's usually what happens. And I am telling you everybody I know that's in the bond market is they're talking recession now. That it's really a possibility, despite what the market's doing today. They're looking at bonds. They're looking at at you know rising yields, lowering pr- prices. Uh, no, excuse me, lowering yields, high prices. They are really looking at this and as recession
2: they, as, is not necessary. It doesn't have to happen. Except, don't never forget what President Obama said about Joe Biden. If mm-hmm. if there's a way to screw something up, he'll screw it up. Yeah, and, and if he doesn't straighten out the oil market by opening up the spigots in North America like he should, but he won't, and if he, he doesn't, you know he won't. He interest you know he rates won't. interest rates are going to keep going up. And you know what's going to happen? Interest rates go up. Real He's going to destroy the rest the of the country. Real Here's
1: how you know yes. he won't do that, and you know that because Brian Deese is running the show. The economic show right now.
3: All right, Charlie. Let let us uh, tell us about something a little bit more technical. When uh, (laughs) Jamie Dimon spoke about the economic hurricane, he mentioned a thing called QT. I don't think anyone knows. QT or QE? (laughs) Well, QE is over. It's now QT tightening, and uh, and he thinks that's going to have a huge impact on the markets. What do you think about? Well,
1: that's when the Fed. You know, you know, QE means the Fed literally goes out in the market and buys Treasury bonds from banks and puts ba- and puts money in the banks on the bank's balance sheet so they can lend it's a very heavy-handed that's essentially how you print money qt is the opposite of printing money it's, it's literally a, instead it's, of buying the, the other name of selling that qt
2: is ponzi scheme <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's it's literally the fed the fed taking money yeah, out of the money the supply cuz it sells it, it the bonds on its balance sheet it will sell those bonds come from banks and primary dealers and that takes money out of the out of the economy so you do the opposite it's a very heavy-handed way of raising interest rates but it's it, you know when when you get what we have now which is you know significant inflation it's one of the few things you you have you have to do it i mean it's 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 essentially what can, only thing that can crush inflation but it often leads to recession
3: no one knows what it is but Jamie Dimon is scared of it
1: well i mean i know <laughs> it and you know you know Jamie Dimon
2: bit, you know. <laughs> i met him originally when uh, uh, he was working uh, he worked on the Gore campaign Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's why I goes- met him originally. When uh, he, And uh, uh, he's one well, smart he's guy. De-
1: he's a Democrat, but, you know, Jamie, he'll, he'll vote for anybody if he thinks they He's have- Greek, isn't he, John?
2: Yes, he's Greek.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, that makes him smart.
2: No, he's one smart guy. He's done a terrific job at J.P. Morgan. And he's a big Democrat. But I think even he is frustrated right now.
1: He is. He is. I mean, he didn't tell me that, but I know people would say that. Well, he sees the Biden administration as being sort of you know not having their acts together in a, in a way, and not in a way, in a huge way, which they don't. And so I think you know that irks somebody who is a management expert. I mean, what made Jamie Dimon such a great CEO? The one guy that kept the, the biggest bank out of you know out, out of you know getting bailed out and, and imploding was that you know Jamie came up through the ranks not as a trader or a salesman. None of those BS kind of jobs. He came in and ranks just basically managing the portfolio of companies that Sandy Weil was building to create Citigroup. So when Sandy would buy stuff, he'd be the guy to fix it, take it down you know you know you know rationalize the, the headcount, make sure all the operations work. So this guy knows a business from the ground up, and so when he sees and, he, and obviously he's done a great job with you know he went to JP Moore after he got blown out of Citigroup. He went to you know he spent a Bank, few, one. Few, he few few thick, Bank yeah, one. He went to Bank One. Went to Bank One, but he spent a little time on the beach. Went to Bank One, and Bank One was bought by by J P Morgan, who bought him. His, a, his actually,
2: father was my stockbroker. Yeah,
1: at Shearson,
2: right? No, eventually he came. Uh, he went to J P Morgan. He worked oh, for yeah, his son. But he
1: remember that's where he. He, he was
2: at Bear Stearns, I think, and. Uh, the
1: father worked for Sandy Wilde. Yeah, that's how Jamie got the job. Yeah, uh, we could talk until, until, God,
2: until, <laughs> until he fired
0: Sandy Wilde's daughter.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's right. I
0: it. have a I have a question for whoever wants to answer it. Is this Biden administration really that clueless? or are they are they intent on destroying America? They they have, they're claiming they, they didn't have know about mission. inflation. They, have they have didn't know about the B. They're going to raise prices and
2: gasoline so high. People say, please, please sell me electric cars. Give me some wind power. I
1: think but the baby combo.
0: formula now we have to get it from Europe. I mean, this is an embarrassment.
1: I think it's a combo. I think I think the president is pretty incompetent, and I think you know a lot of it extends to him and you know how they deal with him and he's all over the place and you know he's you could tell like he's always angry and you know he's not. You feel like he doesn't. He's not just doing the job. He's just screaming at people behind the scenes or you know lashing out at reporters over stupid things. It really is a, it's a sad situation. You know, it it's interesting because the Trump stuff, I I, I remember covering Donald, I mean Donald would be crazy and he tweet out tweet out crazy stuff and his people would have to put put his tweets, you know, trying to figure out how to put them back in the bottle a little bit. But you know, the policy-wise and you know the the, the 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 Trump White House ran pretty cleanly and you know they had smart guys, they had Larry Kudlow. They had Mnuchin. they had um, Mick Mulvaney, they had real people that knew what they were doing. Real people. Uh, leave a, you know, these guys just—you don't get the impression. And Trump, as crazy as he is, let them run the show. Like he, like when they remember there was a, that book by uh, by Esper came, you know the the former I guess Espr- defense secretary or national security guy, Mike Esper. He said that you know Trump just mused off the top of his head, "Why don't we just?" bomb some of these uh some of these Mexican drug cartels and he was like, "Oh, Mr. President, you can't do that." Well, guess what? He didn't do it. Most of the stuff that that Trump said that was crazy that he opined about, he left it to everybody else. And uh and you know, things kind of worked out for the most part.
2: Well, uh Charlie Gasparino, thank you for speaking out for all of us. And you say it the way it is. That's why me and you get along well. I know. You say I- it the way it is. Uh, and uh, we'll catch up again real soon.
1: Anytime, John. Talk to you, you. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.